Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and embodiment educator. Your Aquarius season reading was recorded as part of the Embodied Astrology 2024 Extended Year Ahead with astrology dates and timing for your sign. If what you hear in this season's episode resonates, you'll definitely want to check out your year ahead. These annual readings are epic offerings and the results of over two months of research and preparation with this year's astrology. They're ready for download now, and they include an hour-long intuitive divination and channeled reading for your sign, along with an additional overview exploring key dates and timing for 2024's astrology, with suggestions for working with this year's main themes, opportunities, and challenges through embodied energetic awareness practices. If you enjoy my monthly and annual readings, join me sometime in my weekly class, Somatic Space, where we attune with the astrological symbolism of the week ahead through guided meditation, visualization, and gentle and healing movement practices. We meet live on Zoom every Monday from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific, and you can always tune in with the recordings if you can't attend live. For those of you interested in working more deeply with your own chart, learning to read charts for others, Or, if you're an astrologer interested in working with a somatic approach, you might be interested in my foundations course, Your Chart is a Body. I'll be starting a new cohort in March with the Aries season equinox, and registration is opening soon. Check the show notes for more details on all of Embodied Astrology's offerings and upcoming events. You can find written transcripts of all season-ahead horoscopes in Embodied Astrology's virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to the Embodied Astrology blog and our audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing free offerings. If you'd like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave us a great review. You can follow the links in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Thank you so much for your support. Now, on to your Aquarius season horoscope. All right, Aries, we have arrived in Aquarius season. So Aquarius season really shifts things. Uh, Over the course of Capricorn season, there's a kind of what feels like a, I don't know, a depression in a lot of ways, like a groove in the embodied form of the year where things feel dense and solid, even though they're changing. But when Aquarius season begins, we are moving into a very revolutionary Um, electrified kind of energy. So Aquarius season begins with the sun conjunct Pluto uh, at the very last degree in the very arc, last arc minute of Capricorn. Um, This is such a powerful symbol for me in terms of 2024. Over the course of this year, Pluto will spend a good amount of time at the last degree Um, it's traveling direct as the year begins, as we move into Aquarius season, Pluto is also moving into Aquarius the very first day, but in May, 
On May 2nd, Pluto will station retrograde at two degrees of Aquarius. On September 1st, Pluto will retrocess back into Capricorn. And then it's going to hang out at the last degree of Capricorn for about uh, two and a half months. Um, it's stationing direct there in October. And then it will enter Aquarius again November 19th for the final time uh, in its, I think, uh, 200. I'm not remembering exactly right now how length, the length of its orbit, 240 years or something like that. The last time. <clears throat> it was in uh, this sign was the period of time that brought the French and American revolutions. Um, Aquarius is a sign of a revolution. Both Capricorn and Aquarius are Saturn ruled signs. Um, Saturn is an essence of discipline, I think, and also it tells us about the force of cumulative effort and residue of cumulative impact. Um, but Capricorn is an energy that speaks to us of what maintains its form and the kind of rigidity or boundaries or con uh, again, containment or control of, of something. And Aquarius speaks to us of how forms change and also how forms live and evolve. Um, Aquarius is an air sign, and it is a sign that deeply relates to connective tissues in our body and in our lives. And so the ways that we connect with one another, uh, especially through air element modalities, information, language, sim symbolism, um, and energy uh, are really important when we're thinking about Aquarius. Um, energetic conduits and transmission, intelligence, consciousness. This is all the realm of Aquarius. Aquarius is the sign that holds the space of Aries' solar 11th house. So if you're tuning in with your rising sign, then um, sun sign astrology actually is a little more accurate. But sun sign astrology is great on a general level as well for a lot of people. So the solar 11th house um, is the place for Aries uh, as an archetypal energy where Aquarius rests. Aquarius is the 11th sign. Aries is the first sign. Um, so in the 11th place, the 11th sign here is a very auspicious energy. Um, and this is the place in your chart where the future lies. Um, classically, this is a place that symbolizes well wishes, guardians, uh, helpful spirits, and opportunities to expand one's fortune. Um, this is also a place where we are working with the idea of wider networks of sociality and society. And so we could be thinking about your friends, your friends' networks, um, any kind of group spaces, organizations, or um, systems that you might be a part of uh, or interested in being a part of. And then those ideas in general, 
uh, would find their home in the 11th house. So the idea of, you know, systems thinking, or if you're thinking about any particular system, like water systems or uh, educational systems or things like that, that would also be here. And then this is an important one, especially right now. The 11th house is a place of activism and it's a place of engaging with society and with groups of people uh, in some kind of way. So Pluto entering this part of your chart is significant. Pluto, uh, because of the length of its orbit, only spends, or I mean only, but it spends somewhere between 14 and 20 years in a sign. So that's almost a natal placement. I mean, it's really impacting to your life. And Pluto started to inch into Aquarius last year in 2023. It made a brief entrance between March and June. Um, so if you think back to that period of time, you may recall certain kinds of energies or opportunities or experiences um, that were offering some kind of glimpse into what the next two decades are going to be, because Pluto will now be here until 2042. Um, but you really can't know. And you can definitely think back to 2008 and consider the journey of Pluto through your 10th house. And the 10th house is a place that has a lot to do with success and ambition and career and vocation as I was talking about um, in Capricorn season. But the 11th house is the place that comes after that. And so whatever you've been doing since 2008, the next steps of that are to somehow make it, make it relevant or make it more relevant in a way that has to do with the future, that has to do with groups of people, uh, that has to do with systems, that has to do with coordination and connective tissue um, or connecting threads of, of some kind. Um, and in, in some ways, these next 20 years are asking you to also be an agent of transformation uh, in society and in systems and in groups of people. And you're going to have to experience very deeply and profoundly the transformation in these places, and it will transform you. And you will also be a transforming agent. Um, you will express transformation that's happening in the collective through your body, through your psyche, through your substance. I really want to say that, um, in my opinion, and I think astrology really supports this, in my opinion, uh, grouping people is dangerous. I think groups of people, when they become really solidified in their identity around a group, I think that's really dangerous. Even affinity spaces. If groups of people begin to identify in a way that's othering, I think it's dangerous. It's us and them. Oh, those types of people are like this. It's really important that you understand the power of group intelligence in the next 20 years. And I think that a lot of you have capacity to be part of group intelligence in the next 20 years um, and be part of transforming and creating and making group intelligence in the next 20 years. But be careful because 
human beings are complex and systems change and people are an organism that has more similarity <laughs> in it than, than difference, honestly, if you think about, okay, people as opposed to like trees or something. Human beings are, we are an organism. There's more similarity between people and people than people and trees. We are related with trees. We need to learn from trees. We need to befriend trees and be in allyship and solidarity with trees. But we are people. And in the systems that create people and that people create, there are many ways that we can come together and work together creatively in allyship, in solidarity for things that matter uh, across the board. And so as we move into Aquarius season, there are some feelings of like uh, activation, transformation, and new energy and transformative potential coming into people, into groups, into systems, and into how things coordinate and work together. And there's also an immense amount of destructive power here, and we really want to be conscious of that. And destructive power isn't just out there. It's not just in, you know, those groups of people. It's in all of us. And I think that as we move into Aquarius season and certainly into 2024 and into the next uh, many years, um, Aries identified individuals have to help us all learn about how to be in right relationship with our connections and our environments and the systems that we are part of and that are part of us. I feel like I just went on a little bit of a tangent and lost my train of thought. So I'm just going to leave that there. It's dangling. I hope there's something there for you. And I'm going to go back to, okay, Aquarius season begins on January 20th. Pluto and the sun both move into Aquarius together. Wow. What a symbol. On January 25th, uh, we have a full moon in Leo, uh, Aquarius's opposite sign. This is a full moon squaring Jupiter. You might remember back in Capricorn season, Jupiter stationed direct. That's a pretty significant influence in 2024 is Jupiter's movement through the sign Taurus through your solar second house. Taurus is square to Aquarius and square to Leo. And this full moon really activates, I think, a sense of question about what are you investing in? Your time, attention, energy, body, labor, money, resources, all of those things. Um, the day after, Uranus stations direct on January 26th, Uranus stations direct in Taurus. And there's a feeling here of liberating and mobilizing your resources a little bit. Um, and my sense is that you don't want to be constrained by fear, but you also don't want to be heedless and impulsive. Um, be careful about your investments. Make investments wisely, but don't make investments to um, support your fears. Make investments to support your faith. What are you really wanting to build? What are you wanting to grow? If you enjoy my readings and find them supportive, make sure to pre-order your 2024 Year Ahead reading now. My year ahead readings are deep dives into the details of the year, special for your sun, moon, and rising signs, with a focus on making the most of the opportunities and meeting challenges with skill and grace. 
You'll get a big picture overview that spans the year, connecting 2024 to the past and future, and providing a larger context that my monthly readings just can't get into. The 2024 readings will be published by the first week of January, and they make wonderful gifts for the astrology lovers in your life. You can also now receive a 75% discount on 2023's year-ahead readings, which still have so much to offer. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. On January 27th and 28th, uh, we have some interesting aspects coming in that definitely, well, at least on the 27th, really affect you. Uh, Mercury and Mars will meet again for a conjunction. You might remember um, back in Capricorn season, I was talking about Mercury's conjunction with Mars while it was retrograde, but now we have Mercury conjunct Mars direct. They're both in Capricorn and they are squaring the nodal axis and the North node is in your sign right now. Um, the next day, there are some important aspects in the earth signs as well. Mercury trine Uranus and Venus trine Jupiter. Um, and so I, my feeling is that by the end of January, something is getting freed up in your time, energy, resources, money, uh, it could be an intention, it could be a value system, it could be an awareness, or it could be something that's more material, but something is getting freed up and it's allowing your energy to move forward. And then as we get into February, uh, we are in some interesting terrain. So the sun has already entered Aquarius, um, but now Mercury, Mars, and Venus all enter Aquarius. Mercury on February 4th, Mars on February 12th, Venus on February 16th. Immediately, they all conjoin Pluto. Then they will square Jupiter. Then they will square Uranus. Now, Mars and Venus don't get to those other aspects with Jupiter and Uranus until Pisces season, but Mercury gets to them in Aquarius season. Um, as we are also... Uh, getting a new moon. So we have a new moon on February 9th uh, in Aquarius, square to Uranus and Taurus. Mercury is really close by. And I, I was talking about this in your 2024 year ahead overview. I was talking about the importance of frustration for you right now. There is a lot of reason that people need to be outraged, frustrated, and over it. Um, these feelings are highly uncomfortable. They're not fun to go through because it's frustrating, it's confusing, it's depressing, it's enraging, and it's really important that people are feeling that way. Um, you are over investing in bullshit. I'm just going to say that. Like, I don't know how you're defining bullshit for yourself right now, but you're over it. It could be social bullshit. It could be societal bullshit. It could be historic bullshit. It could be present moment bullshit. It could be bullshit in your relationships. It could be bullshit in your job. It could be bullshit in yourself. You're just like fucking over it. You're like, let's get on with it. And sometimes this is going to feel really activating and energizing. And you're like, boom, I know what I'm doing. I'm going this way. Watch me put my money where my mouth is, bitch. Like you have confidence, you have direction, you have clarity. There's a feeling right now of a kind of almost impulsivity. Um, and it's not always impulsive because you're following something and you got here somehow. It's like you have something under your belt that is 
allowing you to know what you know and be in your truth, particularly about what is most important to you. But you need to keep checking in with that. And that is a really important point of distinction and discernment. What is most important to you? Because it's tricky. It's honestly tricky. And this is happening all over society right now from where I'm recording on December 27th, way back in the past. Hello to you in the future. But, you know, it's, it's like people have all kinds of ideas and all kinds of opinions. And how do we live into them? I put myself in this, in this mix, right? I can be out here being like, I'm fucking over it. Like, I'm ready for a revolution. Let's go. But then how do I destabilize my own security and comfort in ways that don't result in me uh, breaking down in, in, in like ways that I really don't want to break down? I mean, if I have to break down, I will break down, but I don't necessarily want to. You know, I want to be in service and support of uh, the future, of my ancestors, of, you know, myself and the world around me. How do I destabilize myself in order to do something new? The work is internal, right? Like we have to, we have to be doing internal and external work. And so it's very important that you are checking in with your values in, Aquar- in Aquarius season. It's really important to check in with your values because sometimes you're going to be full of your own hot air. Sometimes you're going to be out there espousing your views and your philosophies and thinking you know, and you don't know. And so I think that right now you have values that align in many ways with mine. And I'm going to say that those values are about supporting life and regeneration um, and doing that in ways that really honor the intersections and the differences in history that people are going through and carrying and working with. I'm just going to I'm just going to assume that you're interested in things that resonate with that. If you don't resonate, maybe this reading isn't for you. If you do resonate, then I'm going to say that your values have a lot to do with earthly intelligence and bodily intelligence and somatic intelligence and that you also have values around um giving people a seat at the table, like doing diversity work, doing work that really supports and uplifts uh, multiplicities, you know, and contradictions and like doing the work of evolving in human consciousness, which is that we're alive at a time, right, when the planet has never been populated as much by human beings. We have all kinds of capacities to travel, to talk to each other, to learn about each other. And Let's do that, you know, let's do that in ways that are joyful and generative and really serve the unfolding of our consciousness, uh, not in ways that are just, just so, you know, needlessly, meaninglessly competitive and cruel. So you also have conditioning, right? You also have societal conditioning and you also have, you also have the parts of you that are materialistic in ways that are egotistical. You are, you know, you could be spiritually materialistic. You could be a person who's um, shaped by your society, right? And you're working to awaken just as much as anybody else. So 
check in with your values in Aquarius season. And as we move into this year of transition, as I talked about in the overview of 2024, this is a year of death dueling the old world and birth dueling the new world. And so we have to do that for ourselves. This is a year of mighty and intense labor on so many levels, psychically, spiritually, emotionally, physically, relationally, institutionally, globally, environmentally, right? Like there's so much work to be done right now. And the ability that you have over the course of this year to titrate, to move forward and back between the work that's internal and the work that's external, the work that's for the future and the work that's for the past. Because in order to get to the future, we really need to pay attention to the past because the past is still present in creating the future. And if we don't tend to the pain of the past, we're going to continue to create and recreate pain in the future in the same ways. So there's something that's really important for you in the moments when you wake up and you're like, wow, I've been coming from a place of misguided value. Wow, that was me gripping onto my ego, being attached to being right when I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> you know, like, wow, okay, there I was gripping on that fleeting form of stability, um, you know, thinking that I was going to be happy when I bought that new fill in the blank. And here I am feeling just as miserable. And now I'm like this many dollars short and I have this thing and like, what the fuck is this thing? You got to tune in with your values and that is a process and that is a learning and that is a commitment. That is a devotion. And that is something that can be enormously supported by community, by the people who also share those values with you. And I bet that there are people around you who are also here for life and regeneration and they're in it too. And they're like, oh my God, how do we change this from inside of it? Like, whoa, this is thick. This is big. How do we do the work? Those are the kinds of people you want to be spending your time, energy, and attention with. If people are out there being like, that group of people is the problem and the one and only problem and they're not looking within, move on. If they can't be in an active, reflective, productive uh, exchange that involves mutual accountability and willingness to work on the ways that we have been shaped over time, like, like a lot of time to not understand each other, to not actually come together in accord and agreement, like it's been 500 years of fuckery that have warped our societies and minds and made people miserable, right? It's like we're working in systems of oppression where there's tons of scarcity, where there's lots of violence, where there's lots of mistrust. And there are people out there who are really working to uplift and regenerate life. And those folks know that everybody has a role in the revolution. People are on their own timelines. Some people's learning is not what you need to be hanging out with right now. It might not be appropriate for you. It's going to be activating. It's going to be triggering as hell. You don't need to be around them, but you also don't need to hate them. It won't help you. It won't help you to identify which group is wrong and which group is right. It will help you to work with your own connective tissues 
and recognize yourself as part of everything and everything is part of you. And when you meet the individuals who really rub you the wrong way, to be able to feel it and then regulate in yourself and in your body and make wise and discerning choices about how you want to spend your time, energy, attention, money, resources, etc. You don't need to spend time with everybody. Find the people who are here and in it with you. Those are your people. They can help you make choices that you feel in alignment with. They can help you work it out. You can help them work it out. You can talk about it. You can feel about it. You can make choices together. You can support each other. A lot of you have some kind of capacity right now or some kind of interest in sharing resources and doing like communal sharing work of some kind. I don't know what it is. Move in that direction for Aquarius season. This work wouldn't exist without a team. Ashgood is our website manager. Alicia Mounji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Gabs404 is our visual creative director. Joe Stewart is our office coordinator. And Vera Lumi composed and created this music. Thank you so much for listening. We're wishing you all the best in the season ahead. <laughs>